This episode of the podcast is brought to you by having Barry Gold underneath the floorboards. Or do I? Tomorrow night's the full moon. You're gonna change. You'll become... I know. I know. A monster. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast. The only podcast that severed the bloodline of the lycanthrope. Mm -hmm. I'm Zach. And I'm... I'm... A werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. And today we're doing... An American Werewolf in London. Yeah, we are. It's it's well it's okay. De- it's, yeah, I mean, so it, it's very much a comedy horror movie. Kinda, yeah. Where we're hitting all types of different horror movies in this month. Yep. And why wouldn't we do a comedy one? Why did we not do Evil Dead Two? We did that already. We did do Evil Dead Two. Yes, we, we did, did one. No, we did Evil did Dead. We do two. Yeah, that, that was our one hundredth. Oh yeah, I, I know. I know our podcast. <laughs> you don't even <laughs> listen to us. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so Zach, give us a rundown of who's in it, when it was made, who directed it, and also... Why am I not in it? Yes. <laughs> Alright, so An American Werewolf in London came out in 1981. It was directed by John Landis. You have David Norton, who is playing David Kessler in this film. You have Griffin Dune, who plays Jack, his best friend. You have Jenny Aguder. I love me a good Gouda cheese. <laughs> that Gouder <laughs> who plays Nurse Alex. Yep. And then you have John Woodvine who plays Dr. Hirsch. He had to be in it because, like, there's just some weird bullshit that happens with him. <laughs> and then a huge, huge recommendation from it by Rick Baker, mm-hmm. the special effects artist for this yeah. film. Who, I don't know if you knew... I'm very familiar with Rick Baker. Yeah, he, he does some great stuff. And they actually... One, he's the first Academy winner for mm-hmm. Best Makeup. Mm-hmm. They also made that, that specific yeah. thing just because of how good he did this movie. Yeah. So, huge props he to him. He did do this movie good. He did this movie... <laughs> huge props to him because he really brought this this movie to life. Uh-huh. Um, and this is a film about two American teenagers who go to London because, you know, they're like, hey, we're going to go cross country and go around the world and blah, 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 blah. Um, and they're kind of just going around doing their thing and they find themselves in a bar and then they get kicked out of the bar and the then slaughtered lamb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then long story short, they get attacked by a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Griffin dies. Uh, Jack, very gruesomely. Jack dies. Um, and David Gets the gets the mark of the beast on him, yeah. uh, and then he becomes a werewolf, mm-hmm. and that's the film, pretty much. Um, and there's so much to love about this movie, and there's yeah. also just so much to not like. Did, have you seen this before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because this was like my first time, like actually being able to like sit down. Obvi- it's one of those movies that like you know it because of like the scenes that you've seen from it. Mm-hmm. So like for me. The obvious thing of the werewolf transformation, like that's right. always that's been like instilled. one of the most iconic yeah. transformations ever. And I argue that it is the best werewolf transformation. I argue that movies. it's one of the best, just body. I don't know what you would call it, but like <laughs> just best special effects, practical effects, mm-hmm. just like ever. I'm a huge fan of practical effects, and they really like go the full nine yards with this yeah. movie. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's like if you. It, it, Look, honestly, I would say that the movie itself isn't really like it's not in it. It's not an incredible movie because they yeah. end up doing this to stereotypical like let's spend 45 minutes on a love story and it's just like why? Yeah. But 
if you you can go on YouTube and just watch Amer- an American Werewolf in London's just the transformation of that that first time that he transforms, and it's like what two and a half minutes, mm-hmm. and it's so good. It's one of those things where when you're watching the film. You can. It's like one of those things where it's like you're gonna pause it and then rewind it and then watch it again because you're just like that was fucking awesome <laughs> and it still looks really great to today's standards and in fact probably looks better than a lot of movies would have done it. Yeah, I mean, I always go back to I don't know if you saw like Van Helsing yeah. with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that has one of the worst yeah. werewolf transformations <laughs> I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, and this still holds up. Well, like, you know, such what? a great. You want you want to know probably the worst in my opinion werewolf mm-hmm. movies just ever Mm -hmm. is an American werewolf in Paris in which it is just so clearly a awful CGI werewolf running around and it doesn't even look like sized right like it, like <laughs> it's, it's just super small yeah like it looks really <laughs> tiny. oh no i'm a chihuahua <laughs> <laughs> and it's so weird uh, but that is just an i mean that's an awful movie in general um and also just a terrible i just i hate when a movie Especially like when it's like from the '90s, when they are like, "Oh, we have this this new technology. Mm-hmm. It's gonna look incredible." <laughs> and it looks like and dog then, shit. And then it ages, and then you're just like, "Wait a minute, this is fucking bad." Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's talk about the pros because there's so much to love about the movie. There is obviously there's the practical effects of yeah. this. Um, there is like some crazy psychological shit. That there's some I really, really cool imagery and really really cool like dream sequences that mm-hmm. I wish was in the movie a lot more. Yeah, because when you really break it down, this is an hour and a half long movie. Mm-hmm. And like you said, 45 minutes of it is kind of just like the love story yeah. and him kind of getting like these weird dreams. And yeah. that's like more or less the horror mm-hmm. up until that point. And then 50 minute mark. Dude, the final act is <laughs> mad funny. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, like then really so like besides the pack, the practical effects of there, you have the really cool dream sequences yeah which are very reminiscent to like how a lot of horror movies do it nowadays mm-hmm. yeah and i mean my favorite was being the one where he's running through the woods and then he sees himself in the hospital bed yes that's like just so fucking cool yeah there's that one there's the one where it's like he gets up out of the hospital bed and he has like oh the, the dream within a dream eyes. yeah yeah <laughs> and everything yeah the, fu- the the dream within the dream one was really cool right oh because with like the nazi creatures yeah well, that mm-hmm. well first off it's so strange yes like it, doesn't, it, it almost doesn't fit. it all it's just like doesn't feel like it's the like the same movie. It almost feels like like this movie feels like a B movie, mm-hmm. and then on, this is a B movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, you have like that really strange like dream sequence where all like the weird creatures, uh, Nazi creatures, like mm-hmm. come in and start shooting everybody, and they're like. This is a scene from a D movie, like, <laughs> like it just feels so out of place and strange. Nazi creatures from space. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what it feels like. Um, but it's still really cool when when he wakes up in the in the hospital bed, and he the nurse is there, and he's like, oh, you know, like, and she's like, oh, um, you know, I, I, I had a bad dream, and she's like, okay, let me just open up the window. So she opened up the window, and then it's a, and then there's another creature, and he stabs yeah. her to death, and then it's like, oh, you got me. <laughs> that that was pretty cool. Yeah. That that's really cool. I like kind of like the psychological shit of it mm-hmm. where it almost like at certain points I can almost see what John Landis was kind of trying to do with it where he's almost kind of making it seem where it's like he maybe wasn't actually bit by a werewolf and he's just kind of going insane. Yeah, there is that aspect especially with Jack when Jack yeah. starts coming around and Jack is like kind of just giving him the rundown of like what's going to happen to him he's like you know you're going to turn into a werewolf you're going to kill people you need to kill yourself before you murder everybody else yeah and 
And you have David who's just like, man, <laughs> Fuck I don't that. know. I got this new nurse girl and she's <laughs> mad hot, bro. And then <laughs> these are, the, this is the dialogue from the movie. Um, and, you know, and he's just, come, uh, Jack's just like, come on, bro. Come on. And he's like, yeah. nah. <laughs> you can't. The practical effects of like how Jack kind of like deteriorates it's so over good. Time, it's so good. It's re- like once you get to like. Where he goes to the weird like porn place, yeah, and he's just, just like, like skeleton at that point, mm-hmm. pretty he's much just melting apart. Yeah, it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. And then you have like all the stuff too of like him sitting down with basically the I guess ghost because they're kind of stuck in limbo of like being killed by him. Yeah, I don't know. They're not. They're because they're, they kind of said that to him where they were like, he was like, you guys are ghosts. And he was like, I think he says ghosts. And he's mm-hmm. like, we're not ghosts. We're just undead. Yeah. It's like, all right, well. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, what else would that be? Yeah. I mean, that that part was really cool. I didn't even know that, really. I, I know, like, some stuff about werewolves from, like, all the movies that I've seen of it. Mm-hmm. I've never really known any movie to be like, oh, yeah, like, you're kind of connected to the people that you've killed because they're a part of the lycanthrope, like, bloodline. Now. Yeah, yeah. And the only way to, like, set them free to heaven or hell is to, like, actually kill the werewolf. Yeah. I would like to speak upon my favorite part of the movie Mm -hmm. 110% and I mean this Mm -hmm. is when they're in the porn theater and they're watching the porno movie and the guy the actor comes in with the two people making love (laughs) and he's like he's like hey I told you that, or you told me that you weren't going to do this shit no more. And the, and the guy responds and he's like, I never promised you anything. And then he's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to her. And she's like, I don't even know who you are. And he's like, oh, okay, sorry. And he just walks out. like, like Hilarious. Like, straight up. The funniest thing I've seen in a movie in a really long time. The funniest thing I've seen in a porno in a really long time. <laughs> Why do pornos not have good plots anymore? Yeah. We need more plots. You know, the 80s, man, yeah. they really had it for not only werewolf <laughs> movies, but pornos. Straight up orgies. Um, and, all right, on a more serious note, though, the uh, the werewolf scenes are really incredible. They I are. I really, really like the, the subway scene. I was going to say, like, everybody always goes to, like, his first transformation. My favorite scene in this film is the subway scene. Mm -hmm. I love that kind of, like, POV shot where it's, like, you're just him as the werewolf chasing down this guy. Yeah. And then when he gets the escalator and it's kind of, like, all the way at the top of the escalator... And, and you, you see just see enough. him kind of like, yeah, because yeah. ju- you don't really get like a full, full shot of him throughout the film. You do at the end. Yeah. You do. Yeah. <laughs> you get a full shot of him at the end as the werewolf. Yeah. But like that, that just like two, three seconds of him kind of crawling out through. Yeah. That is horror right That's there. So That's good. It's, it's so, so good. awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, and I did, you know, I, I normally, the movie feels so part of its time. Mm-hmm. And when, when it, when it gets to the point where he's like running around and actually starting to just like kill like all like the random people that aren't really anybody in the movie. Yeah. I normally like have problems with that because it's just like, all right, now these are just bodies. But like this movie, it works so well just because it's just like, especially at the end when mm. it's just pure chaos and it's almost like slapstick comedy. Yeah. I mean that for the me, fucking cars. Like dude, just be- so many people just get Why killed. can no one drive? <laughs> <laughs> like you see one car stop and it's just like, Oh, well, like I, 
I guess I'll hit him. Yeah, yeah. It's just so it, it's it's crazy, but it's funny. But it's also like this is probably fairly realistic. Like this is probably what would happen in this kind of chaotic moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when when he's got walking around and just kind of killing like the the mass killing spree that he goes on, where it's like whatever, like six, seven people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so good because there's still like this this kind of comedy to it in a weird way with like the characters who get introduced with like the one like the wife who's just like there's kids out there at the park and he's just the, the husband is just like <laughs> I don't so want to do this <laughs> like I don't care about can't this. we just have dinner tonight Karen can't you just not for be one like, night Karen <laughs> please can you just not worry about the kids in the park <laughs> this is an everyday thing <laughs> um and you know, but like, it's still really cool. Like when when he, it, it, it just it is a little strange. Like I was like, wait a minute, why is the husband going so far out? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I'm done with you. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> this is me going out for my pack of cigarettes and never returning. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, again, there's there's really just so much to love about the movie. Mm-hmm. One thing that like kind of like made me, I was like, I don't, I'm not quite understanding what's going on here. Was when he, when David and Jack first show up to the slaughtered lamb mm-hmm. in the bar and they're like, you know, like they, they go there and whatever. They, and, and then it gets to the point where they ask about the star on the wall. Yeah, the pentacle. Everybody goes like crazy, right? Or mm-hmm. everybody goes like like real quiet. And then they tell them to leave. And then they're also like, wait, but the the woman, the bartender is just yeah. like, but they're like, you know, they're going to get killed. Yeah, they're going to get killed out there. And they're like, nope, it's not our problem. And like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't quite understand like why these people are like so they're they're they're, they're like terrified of this creature, but mm-hmm. yet they don't want to tell anybody about it so that like so they don't want somebody seem crazy. Can, I don't, I, I don't even. Is that what it is? Because it's I think just like so. why like. Clearly, they have the means to go out and kill it because they do. It's <laughs> so easy, right? By they the just way. go out and just shoot it right in the like in the chest, and it's like okay, it's dead now. Mm-hmm. But, like, for some odd reason, they just are like, oh, we're not going to tell anybody about this, even though this thing is just murdering and killing all of our loved ones and family members. It's kind of strange, right? It is. It is. Um, (laughs) Because I picked up on that, too. I was like, one, you have, like, this giant pentacle that's on the wall. Which they don't really ever... Well, it's supposed to, like, ward away the werewolf. Okay. But at the same time, too, it's like, you have this giant accent thing... In your pub, yeah. Obviously, somebody's gonna ask about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, the one other yeah. thing that I will say that I really liked about this movie was the soundtrack to it, dude. It's so good because they used songs that had moon in them. Yeah. So like Blue Moon that plays in the beginning. Yeah. That, moon that was dance. really cool. Moon Dance for me. I, mm-hmm. I fucking love Moon Dance. And when it was so fitting for like the sex scene, mm-hmm. and like as soon as Moon Dance comes on, I'm just like I'm singing with it because it's just <laughs> such a good song. I will say the sex scene went on for way too it long. It always it always does. The, the shower into sex, yeah. I just I didn't. It need, it always does. That was like a minute and a half, <laughs> and I just needed like thirty seconds at most of that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't need it at all. But um, <laughs> and we'll get into that. But you know, uh, the one the one thing that I actually like really did appreciate about the movie that I actually wasn't expecting mm-hmm. was the relationship between uh, Jack and David, and mm-hmm. like just like from the start. Like they have such good chemistry, the two yeah. actors, and like they feel like real, genuine best friends. And the way that they're talking about like girls and whatever, and just how like they're walking around and just kind of like picking on one another, or whatever, just like as friends do. Like they just th- that that aspect of it is so good. And then when Jack keeps coming back from the dead and kind of like giving him like all the warnings and whatnot, there's there's still like this like comedy aspect where like like when when uh 
when David is just like, what do we got to do? We got to shoot him with like a silver bullet. And Jack is just like, don't be fucking stupid. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> that's nonsense. That's nonsense. But it's just like this whole movie is nonsense. I know. I, and it's I, just really fun. Like I really, really like their relationship with one another and it feels genuine. I know. I, I do like the the hyper-reality almost of this, too. Yeah. Because they are aware of Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman. Yeah. So they understand what a werewolf is. Mm-hmm. They just think it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. So I, I like that in the aspect of, obviously, they're poking fun at it, and yeah. they understand, like, what it is. Mm-hmm. But that transformation. Yeah, that transformation, is, man. Is truly incredible. It's, it's so, and it's so cool, too, because... You're almost led to believe, like, obviously it's going to happen, but you're almost kind of led to believe at some point where he's kind of, like, poking fun at it, where he's just walking around the apartment and kind of just doing Growling and stuff at himself. (laughs) And you're almost kind of thinking, like, oh, maybe it won't happen, and maybe it's just, like, a psychological thing. Yeah. And then it just straight up happens. And then it happens. Like, fucking quick, And it's so good. And, like, like, I like how it happens as well, mm -hmm. where he's just, like, first off, there's a lot of David's ass in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of his ass. Yeah, <laughs> a little too much. <laughs> Perhaps I like I like some man ass, but that's a little too much man ass. Um, no, but uh, you know, like the, the the transformation is truly, truly incredible. And like, dude, like the face popping mm-hmm. is like like the bone cracking that you oh. kind of hear, and 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 his face like elongating into mm-hmm. the snout. Even the hands, so, like yeah, the hand. How cool as, oh. is it? It's really incredible. Like if if you don't if you don't care like about the movie itself, j- again that scene alone is just worth everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, where the movie does falter is the relationship and yeah. and why we spend so much time. Because again, this is kind of like a horror comedy, but then they really try to take like a serious tone on a relationship. And like at the end, especially like when she like goes down the alleyway and just trying to like, you know, can like say I love you and whatever mm-hmm. and trying to help him. Like it just, I just don't care about it. Yeah. The relationship, it's just so weird because it just seems like so forced it feels extremely forced and extremely quick it's just like oh you're a patient of mine and you've been unconscious for three weeks come over to my apartment (laughs) and yeah why don't you just come stay here and then immediately it's just like oh i love you and 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 they're just like it's like what like how did we get here and she has like that weird line too where like she talks about like you know i've only had like a couple one night stands i've never been in a serious relationship yeah and it's like odd <laughs> I, mm. <laughs> I don't feel so like you, so i need you to do, know this so what you are saying is you do have an std <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i don't know like it's just it, it, we spend way too much time mm-hmm. like with it and and, and just and it, where i i don't care about it you know mm-hmm. and because it's like okay this is a werewolf movie that's what i came here for yeah. and unfortunately you don't really get you, what you do get of it it's really good yes but you don't get nearly enough of it yeah you don't get a lot of werewolf stuff the other thing too that like i had a small problem with was dr hirsch's character so like weird because like he just seems like such an asshole doctor at first yeah and then all of a sudden it, just so caring it just it transitions so weirdly from like him being like just a doctor to now him investigating. Yeah, like he's just <laughs> investigating what like werewolves are and he goes to the slaughtered lamb and yeah. is like, weird thing on the wall, tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. And now all of a sudden he knows about werewolves <laughs> and like he's trying to get back to like warn Alex about it. Yeah. And I'm just like, this could have been two separate characters mm-hmm. because you you really are like weirdly crossing an area that you don't have enough time in the film to draw out his character enough to show that he cares. Yeah. Exactly. 
And then like, although it was kind of funny, but like kind of like unnecessary was like the two police officers that kind of yeah. don't do anything. I, I mean, it's slapstick comedy where it's like he drops like all the pans. Yeah. But I mean, again, you don't really do, yeah. like, what did they do yeah, to they, the story? They're not there to like really do anything. They're just there for nonsense, honestly. Um, so yeah, I mean, there are definitely some issues with the movie, like, cause like, again, like once you get into like that relationship aspect, I mean, the movie comes to like a crawl and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, even, like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but like even the ending was kind of to me, like maybe John Landis doesn't know how to end a film. It ends very, it, it, it ends end, abruptly. It ends very abruptly, kind of similar to like, uh, like 1974's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. where it's just like Leatherface spinning yeah, with like the chainsaw, chainsaw and then just it just kinda... ends and like in a way that I actually find that ending for Texas Angel Massacre kind of perfect yeah. because it's like it feels it feels so unconventional it's like this like this and that movie for the time was very like out of like out of the out of this planet kind of and it's just like oh my god I can't believe like what's going on here and like there was a whole aspect of like that movie feeling very like realistic and and like it kind of based off of true characters and whatever, and like I can imagine like people in the fucking theaters like being like, "This is crazy," and then yeah. like that like just cut to black immediately with like no credits or anything. It's just like perfect. Mm-hmm. This movie, it feels just like kind of like what you said, where it's like we don't know how to end this movie. Yeah. So it, it kind of felt like she was about to say something, and then it just like cuts to black. You're just like, "All right, yeah. well, I guess we're not going to say anything." Because I mean, like, I mean, it, it's a decent ending for it, but it's just it's so abrupt that you it's so quick you were were expecting something more because it just ends with her saying i love you too him as a werewolf going to like lunge at her they shoot the fuck out of him they They shoot the fuck the fuck out of him (laughs) they shoot they come back to him like as a human dead they go back to alex like she's about to say something and then they they just cut to black (laughs) no they cut to like a longer like a wider shot of alex or not Alex, um, David dead. Oh, do they? I and don't then remember. it's just like black. black. <laughs> yeah. And then like a, a very out of place song to like go with it too. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm kind of like, cause like, cause it kind of ends with like this kind of like tongue in cheek, like happy kind of song. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, <laughs> that wasn't the movie, but like, that's not like how the movie ended at all. Like it, it, again, it was like for, a, for a horror comedy, it was really trying to take like this kind of like serious tone mm-hmm. on, like this relationship and like you're supposed to feel like really like somber and sad about it and then it's just like hello my darling hello my sweetie it's just like that's how it ends you're just like what like yeah i mean like besides that what you do really get out of this film is the great transformation again rick baker did a fantastic Mm -hmm. job with this film yeah and i mean for what you get of a werewolf film this is a great werewolf film. Like this is obvious. This this is top ten werewolf film still. I, I don't know. I'm not like I don't go out uh, out of my way to like see werewolf movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know like many. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I feel like a lot of them are kind of corny and just bad. Eh, so I like Lon Chaney Jr.'s Wolfman, I really in, enjoyed. Um, The Howling is actually really cool too. The way that it was kind of like Benicio del Toro. I don't think so. No, didn't he play like a wolf? I think you're thinking of like the newer one, like the 2011, Maybe. I think. Maybe. Wolfman? Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it's just like one of those things where it's just like everybody knows about werewolves. Everybody knows like it's kind of like with vampires, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like werewolves and vampires kind of go hand in hand with one another. Which one would you rather be? A vampire. Really? Oh, yeah. I would rather be a werewolf, but only if it's like the lichens. 
from like underworld where you can change whenever you want yeah that's, but that's not that's traditional where, werewolf no i would like so to be like, a traditional vampire because they're fucking suave yeah and then you can turn to a bat yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool yeah i mean you can also <laughs> turn into a wolf well yeah but only w- when it's a full moon no you could turn no i'm talking about vampires oh vampires yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. turn to wolves yeah it's just like i feel like it's a superior thing but the only thing is you can't go out in the sunlight yeah so you're pale as hell like Bella Which Lugosi. I already am pale, so whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. We're, we're not really matching anything here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Werewolves just don't seem as cool to me. I, I enjoy them, but like they're not usually done right. Yeah. And that's where I have yeah, a problem with them. You're just a really big dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this one is, but it works. Yeah. It's cool, though. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. Like I, I There is like something to be said about like you know man turning into an animal and, mm-hmm. and all that, but... Yeah, like, not this movie. Not in this movie. <laughs> like for me, it's just like now. Like this is more of just like a lighthearted kind of like more fun, uh, well, werewolf film, but mm-hmm. that tries to take itself a little too seriously at some points. But overall, I Still like a it. Fun time. Yeah. God, Zach, give it a rating. I give it seven moons out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Zach. Do you have a recommendation? I do. Um. And I don't know if you noticed, I kind of been doing like a little bit of like horror recommendation yeah. stuff. For yeah. this month. So, something that I checked out. I don't like him as a director. Ooh. And we've talked about this. Ooh. Um, Eli Roth. Yeah. Don't like him as a director. <laughs> Green Inferno. Awful. Is one of the worst films I've seen in a very long time. And but I, also some of the best gore that you've yes. seen in a very long time. And I know that there are people out there that will defend the fuck out of it, saying that it's a masterpiece. I will not be one of those people. Yeah. However, what he does do really well is he created this show on AMC. So the second season is out now. Um, you can find it on YouTube. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it on like a couple other places. I think like Hulu. And then if you still have cable, you can find it on demand. But he made a show called History of Horror. And I've just been like binge watching it. Uh-huh. Because they're hour-long episodes. He has it set up where he talks about like a couple of different things each time. So like the one that I watched like the other night was horror movie houses. Mm -hmm. So like he talked about like the Amityville house. He talked about like the overlook. Yeah. Um, He talked about like stuff like the last house on the left where it's like a house can be the place for evil. He talked about Texas Chainsaw Massacre and he gets like incredible fucking people to like talk about it as well like there are episodes where i was shocked i was like oh hello what are you doing on this show yeah like he has like rob zombie he has greg nicotaro he has joe hill he has stephen king he has quentin tarantino Mm -hmm. and it's just like wow like look at all these people that like are a part of it that want to talk about horror yeah so i thought that was really cool so second season's out now um, I'm going to keep watching it. I'm going to binge watch more of the first season because I really want to get into that. Yeah. But yeah, Eli Roth is just like, I really, I like Eli Roth as a person. I do too. Like he's really kind. He's actually like, like a sweetheart. Like yeah. he's really like kind and he's like really nice. And I, and I really, really enjoy Eli Roth as a person, but I just don't like his movies except yeah. like Hostels, like the first one. It, even cool. that is okay. Like, and didn't that's he, like probably his best. Didn't he do, um, didn't he do Cabin Fever? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I don't know if he did a remake of Cabin Fever, mm-hmm. but it, I don't think that was Eli Roth. All right, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just I I never I never really loved his movies. Yeah, he he knows what he's doing with gore. Yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah, like he's so good with gore, and that's why probably him and Tarantino are like best friends because yeah. you know 
why else would you like <laughs> it's oddly enough like Eli Roth did direct a movie within a Quentin Tarantino movie mm-hmm. uh he directed that in, in Inglorious Bastards Eli Roth made the uh the film that they watch at the end of the movie where like the dude's in the watchtower and he's shooting all the Nazis oh, or really? no 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 the Nazis shooting all of mm-hmm. um you know like all that and like Eli Roth actually like directed that movie that they were watching and I was like all right that's probably your best <laughs> <laughs> cool you made a movie inside of a movie yeah um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, Eli Roth is just one of those guys where it's just like, man, I really like you, but I, I just can't get behind a lot of your work, mm-hmm. but cool. So yeah. Eli Roth's history of horror. Cool. Frank, what are we doing oh, next? Oh, Zachary. Frank. Well, last week mm-hmm. I decided to do one of the great masterpieces of horror being Kubrick's The Shining. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be fitting to then do the sequel to that. Which will be, what's the movie called? (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Sleep? Yes, Doctor Sleep. (laughs) That long pause. Just just couldn't remember. Going for Uh, dramatic effect. Uh, So we are going to be doing Doctor Sleep. Awesome, because I have not seen this movie yet, and I'm very interested in it. So Zach, please, please take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, beware the moon and stick to the road.